Bitcoin. Is this an investment opportunity or is it Bitcoin? It's Brian Preston, the money guy, restoring order to your financial chaos, retirement, investing, taxes. You've got financial questions. He's got financial answers. It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Hey, Money Guy family, it's your host, Brian Preston, with my co-host, Mr. Bo Hansen. Go take your finances beyond common sense so you can go to a whole nother level. Your wallet's going to thank you. We live in an exciting time, Bo. We do. We certainly do. There is technology that's going to revolutionize how we transact data for transactions like recording real estate, mm -hmm. for insurance claims. How about elections? Banking, elections. You've probably heard about this amazing discovery. It's called blockchain. Mm -hmm. The shared public ledger. Blockchain, if you didn't know, is the revolutionary innovation and discovery that kind of rides on the back of Bitcoin. Okay. And everybody in the past, I mean, the, the bubbles kind of burst a little bit. The bloom's coming off the rose a little bit um, about Bitcoin. But I don't know that people have completely understood that Buying Bitcoin is not buying blockchain technology. Two very different things. Yeah, because Bitcoin uses blockchain technology, but when you invest in Bitcoin, or as I use the word invest very tentatively, when you buy Bitcoin, you're not getting the technology. You're not investing in the technology, I should say. It's no more than I have a lot of Amazon packages come to my house, just because I order a lot of Amazon doesn't mean I own Amazon stock. I use the Visa credit card because it pays me great rewards when I use that that Visa card. But I don't actually buy into Visa tech, Visa's technology when I use my Visa card. And I think there's a lot of people don't understand that. And 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 here's why this is huge. Blockchain is going to be huge. I kid you not. And I think that is the population, the public recognizes. We are bumping up against something that is going to be revolutionary. But we're getting things a little out of sorts on the action. So that's what we're going to, you know, really help you guys understand what's going on here. And I feel like I have to, this is where my age, Bo, comes in handy. It's kind of, I'll call it wisdom. Okay. Because there, there are some benefits to getting older. And my spidey senses start going off a little bit and feeling like this is a deja vu moment to the 90s. Okay. I know, I've already told you, I think in the last, early in the podcast, we talked about you were barely potty trained. We'll say this one. I feel like a Saved by the Bell flashback. You were getting dressed right by yourself probably at this point <laughs> in the 90s where the internet was being discovered. And th th when I was pulling numbers on this, it was kind of giving me, I felt like I should have had the, the 80s on 8, you know, with XM playing or something because it was, well, that's actually the 90s I'm on about 9. I was say, why would you play the 80s, 80s on 8? I'm old. I was there for the 80s and 90s. But <laughs> in 1993... The internet only had 1% of two-way communication, meaning data being transmitted. Okay. So we're talking about the internet here in the 90s. Versus in 2000, it was 51%, and then 2007, it was 97. And we all know now how the internet has changed our lives. Sure. But in the, the early 90s, we, none of us knew how big this thing was going to be. It was very, reminded me very much of Bitcoin and blockchain technology, mm -hmm. really the blockchain. We could tell, even back in the 90s, this Internet was going to change people's lives. But people got all confused. They knew they wanted to be in on this thing. They knew it was going to be big. 
They knew they wanted to be in it. But here's the quote, and I came up with this, Bo, so you have to tell me if this is good. I said, the herd is great at spotting something revolutionary, but usually the execution is where the failure occurs. It's poetical. And I feel like everything, that that this really is happening all over again. And let me give you some examples. Back in the 90s when the Internet was first coming on the scene, any business that had dot-com, was just getting money thrown at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew there was college kids writing business plans and just obtaining domain names that were getting millions of dollars thrown at them just because they had .com in their name. Right. And, and you know, and you're like, that's crazy. Why would somebody do that? There were ISP providers. Here's let me let me set the table for you on this, Bo. Back in the day, back in the '90s, I was in Athens when this was all going down. Going to the University of Georgia. Um, Everybody, this internet came on the scene, and this is back when you had to dial in. You know, it was like, you dialing in. And then you use the local ISP. Like, I used one in Athens where you paid like $9.95 or $14.95 a month. You, you dialed into the phone number after your computer was checked in. And then even after you dialed into the ISP, you still weren't connected to the internet. You had two more steps before you were out there on the World Wide Web. But these things were popping up everywhere there was because everybody was trying to figure out how do i get in on this so they there was just a time where it's a lot of craziness because nobody knew how this was all going to manifest and this this leads to my big point just like in the 90s we could tell we were bumping up against something awesome but where was the opportunity right. no you know that's the thing is everybody couldn't flailing, buy the internet everybody's right? flailing around going how what's the opportunity how do i get into this and how do i make sure that i make money off of this I think the opportunity is being on the lookout. There is going to be a company, and I don't know who they are yet. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that is going to use blockchain technology for the real estate transactions, the insurance transactions. I mean, for uh, I think down the road, we might even, you could see people voting this way sure. for banking. There's lots of opportunity that's going to happen with blockchain technology. But what does that mean for Bitcoin? Yeah, Brian, because, you know, I know a bunch of folks who, they went out and bought it, and in the first month or two of owning their Bitcoin, they've made 40 or 50% on it really quickly. I mean, we've got people who are talking to us that have made over 100%, I mean, on this thing, and in very short periods of time. I mean, it's kind of insane. And so when you tell them, you, you try to, to, to put some, interject some thoughts on it, like, no, 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 you just don't, you don't understand. You don't understand Look, understand I've made 40 it. to 50% off this thing. So here's the thing about all cryptocurrency. I'm not just picking on Bitcoin. But I always ask this question, what do you actually own with any of these cryptocurrencies? I mean, the, the, the truth of the matter is that they're not, people call, use the word currency, but at the end of the day, there's no government that has the ability to levy taxes. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I recognize that a lot of people are saying, well, wait a minute, here in the United States, there's not gold supporting the value. What's the difference between, because it, it's fiat money anyway. Right. But here's, here's the big difference. The United States government, they can, Tax me, they can tax you, they can tax anybody. They they have the governments have the ability to tax. There's also when you buy Bitcoin or any of the cryptocurrencies, there's no asset that's paying you income. Right. There's just you're not getting income. Um, there's no product that's innovating. I mean, you know, there's nothing. You remember, blockchain is truly incredible, but that's not Bitcoin. It's not you know, it's just not the innovation was the creation of blockchain. So the only way you can make money. Is if the next person's willing to pay exactly. more than you paid. You have to, it's got, it, it, this really is the millennial gold rush. And I know you guys have heard that probably mentioned because I've seen articles, but it is, when I describe gold, I always describe it the same way. It doesn't generate income. There's no innovation. You just 
own it. Right. And you have to hope that somebody comes behind you and is willing to pay more right. than you paid. So you're looking for a lot of you are probably like, well, wait a minute, Brian. I need some proof of, you know, what you, you, you can't be serious about this. And why did you even bring up that Internet? Are there any correlations? And this is why I tell you it's deja vu. The first thing, and I, I can't make this up. This article came out January 9th of 2018. Okay. Kodak. This is a company that has been brought back from the dead like Lazarus. I mean, it really has. Go look at Kodak stock. It was below $3 or right at $3 a share. They come out with an announcement talking about opportunists. It says, we're looking at developing our own cryptocurrency. You know what their stock does? goes from $3 to over $10. Why? Why? The, the, the fundamentals, are they making profit? Did they figure out something? No, they just announced that they were going to start up their own cryptocurrency. And they said it just like back in the 90s. If you had .com in your business right. plan, you were worth millions. Same thing, Kodak proved my point. Have they come out with some great new product? No, they just said, we're going to have our own cryptocurrency. Well, by goodness, we better get in there. I mean, and that's the thing, separate the, the 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 craziness for cryptocurrency from what the actual product of the company is. And I think you'll see this is going to prove my example just like in the Internet, the 1990s. Sure. Okay, here's another one. Let's talk about why are there so many cryptocurrencies? You, you, we they know do about Bitcoin. Now we got Ripple. We got Litecoin. I had to go. I don't know these things, so I'm just reading. Dash, NEM, Zcash. And it sounds like Kodak's going to have one too. Why are there so many? I mean, if we, if we're told that Bitcoin is so unique, here's what this reminds me of all the ISPs. I mean, my local one down the street, you know, we all know AOL became a dominant provider of the internet, but it wasn't obvious when it first came on the scene. Like I said, I was paying my $9.99 a month to the local one down the street. And it's the same thing going on with, with Bitcoin right now. We, Bitcoin is the most popular because it was first on the scene. It's where the innovation of blockchain came from. Uh, But, that also proves my point that what's the moat? What's the barrier to entry? Why would you buy Bitcoin versus buy Ripple or Litecoin? They're all, and it seems like what's going on now is it's a, it's almost like a pyramid scheme. If you get in and create your own cryptocurrency and you own a lot of it and you convince other people to buy it, you're going to come yeah, out good. Of course. I mean, there's no barrier to entry to keeping you as long as you understand the technology. So. And I want to close it out because I know this is going to create a lot of debate and a lot of you guys. I hope you don't get mad. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to give you some wisdom from a, a guy who's been around a little bit. Here's the last word of caution because we use the word currency. And when I hear people talking about Bitcoin in the terms of it being a currency, I want to let you know, I pick on Uncle Sam a lot. I mean, I talk about how we legally try to avoid taxes. We legally, legally is the key word, but you should know uncle is jealous. Governments do not like competition. So if they feel like, and this is how they are going to hurt Bitcoin and all the cryptocurrencies, I think, in the long term, is that they can very easily, they can tax, they can penalize, they can even outlaw the use. And you're like, no, that that, that, that can't happen. And I, I can't make this up. Just in the last two weeks, this article came out where South Korea is considering outlawing cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. And it tanked the market of course, yeah. when, when that came out. And so I tell you guys, you have to be careful. Your government doesn't like the competition. And you're saying, well, wait a minute. Well, how could that work? I'll tell you how they dismantled this thing. 
They've already done it. You remember there was a big hiccup with Bitcoin probably a year and a half, two years ago, because there was all kind of people using Bitcoin as the currency or the way they were paying for goods and bad things sure. on the Silk Road. I mean, hit jobs, drugs, right, I mean, yeah. prostitution, you, you, you name it. It was all supposedly going... Tell me that there isn't a narrative that the government will use when they try to figure out how they penalize, tax, or even uh, outlaw this, where they say, look, it's, it's a money laundering scam. Sure. This is the way criminals are laundering money. They're going, they're going, you're going to see every major news outlet mm-hmm. running these stories. They're going to try to push the tide against these currencies because they don't like the competition. So I tell you guys, I gave you the correlation of what I experienced in the 90s with the Internet. This will turn out to be a good thing for all of us. Blockchain technology is going to be revolutionary, but I think the majority of people out there, this Bitcoin revolution that's going on is going to, where it's going to benefit you is it's going to be a big old learning experience where the next time, the next big innovation that we bump up against, you'll be like, you know what? This reminds me of that time back in 2017 and 2018 where there was this thing called Bitcoin. That's right. That's where the learning experience is going to go. If you don't like where we're going with this, or you have thoughts, or you even like you, know, you just like the entertainment value of having somebody like this in your corner, we'd love for you to look into us a little bit more. MoneyGuy.com, Abound Wealth. We work with clients in 37 states, and we, you know, here's the thing: I don't even dislike Bitcoin. No, not I had at all. some. I had some guys come in that I, I think the world of who are actually out there mining, mining it and yep. harvesting it. And I, I don't even think they call it harvesting. I, I think just, it's mining. I turned it you into turned a that, southern yeah, you, thing. You but, made it a nice uh, farming technique. There's still, I, I think it's one of those things where I just want you to be aware of what's going on out there. Because if your eyes are open, you're going to have a better chance of protecting that wallet. We'll talk to you soon, Money Guy family. The Money Guy podcast is hosted by Brian Preston. Brian Preston is a principal with Abound Wealth Management. Abound Wealth Management is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Security and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Abound Wealth Management does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Money Guy podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. (laughs) 